0: As vegan and plant-based business owners and entrepreneurs, we're often adapting to a new reality. This new podcast series from Vegan Mainstream is an opportunity to help you when it's time to pivot. These interviews will come from inside and outside of our community. And I hope as your host, Stephanie Redcross West, I can inspire you and give you the tools that you need to move forward. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our next interview. Today, I have with me your vegan marketer, Artej. I'm so excited to really dive into today's session. Not only do you get a chance to meet Hartej, but talk about SEO. I think from a standpoint of marketing, there's just so many different levers that we can all use in our business. There's so many different ways to drive growth. And SEO is kind of one of those marketing tools that we all read about, but we don't necessarily know when we should be incorporating it into our business. And especially in the vegan world, the question is, how can we use this as an asset? And also the concept of long-term strategy versus Mm. short-term. I know Many of us, you know, we need growth. We want sales. We want things to happen so quickly. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about today about how important it is to think about some of these strategies that are long term, because let's face it, we're all trying to create this vegan world. So we need businesses to last forever. And if that's the case, (laughs) we must have marketing tools that are designed to give us that sustainability and give us that longevity and give us kind of a great long term and sustainable success. So that's what I've been thinking about. That's what I'm excited about. And I'm really looking forward to diving into our conversation today. So first, let me say welcome and thanks for joining me today.
1: No, thank you for having me. We've been uh, talking back and forth, I think, since September now. So it's finally exciting to be part of the uh, community, um, which is cool. Yeah. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. And it's fun because, you know, sometimes I interview and talk to people that I haven't met or haven't even talked to before, but I'm really excited about today because like you said, we've talked. Um, and also I'm so excited that you're going to be working with us and helping us long-term too. So um, it's really, really good because I want people to know that we're going to be talking about this stuff today, but you know, I really do believe in it and I'm really excited about working with you um, and you know, what you can bring to our table. So before we dive into all the nitty-gritty of SEO <laughs> let's give people a little bit of background like why SEO why marketing what's your kind of either passion about it or why do you think this is a great space to be in you know you know why why SEO let's just start really basic as far as a question
1: um well i'll start with why marketing first um, and marketing yeah. because well I, I i've had my businesses for many years and then I took a sidestep and started teaching marketing in schools. Um, so I went in to teach young adults about marketing itself. And then that kind of built my passion for marketing and understanding how my own businesses and my own websites were growing. And that led me down the road of SEO because there's all these like strategies where you can pay for traffic, you can pay for getting people to your website, but they're not always sustainable because you need a lot of money. Um, and when I first set up when I was 18, I didn't have a lot of money. So I had to think about how do I make this sustainable? And, and I believe that sustainability needs to be sustainable. Um, and when it comes to businesses and, and most startups, it's all about cost. So SEO was kind of the, I see it as the most cost effective way to grow your business. Um, it is the cheapest in the long run, And gets you a lot more traction, a lot more traffic, a lot more attention in the long run than 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 the short term strategy. So SEO purely because if you yeah it's it's just it's more that long term mindset, and I love I love that aspect of it. I love the aspect of well if we put these plans in today and we start building that road, then at the end of it we're going to achieve what we want to achieve, and it's not going to cost us as much as other strategies may potentially cost us. So it's I, I love it because of the strategy and the mindset that we need to have when we go into it and the mindset that we have when we execute the plans. Um, and you're seeing it yourself like some of the words that you want to be known for. There are things that we're doing or putting in place, the type of content we're writing. Um, and then we start to build a strategy around that. So I, I, I really enjoy that strategy. I really enjoy that. How do we tell Google that we are the best at what we do without making it obvious? Uh, And that's how you do it. And that's SEO. So it's kind of, I'm the best, but I'm subtly telling you that I'm the best. That's how we tell Google who we are.
0: And that makes sense because even like we were talking about earlier today, you know, we're on, a lot of us are doing interviews. A lot of us are on social media. We're on email. You know, we're hoping someone's going to print it in a paper or a magazine that we are the best, you know, or we're the go-to resource. And I think SEO makes so much sense because we want to make sure that if everyone knows it, that Google knows it too. Mm. So I think that's why a lot of people need to think about SEO seriously when the timing's right, because it is really an extension of that strategy of making sure that all the major brands, all the major outlets, and obviously someone like Google is major. So we need Mm -hmm. to make sure that they're aware of it, but let's talk about the timing of it because that's one thing that I've struggled with. I've always wanted to do SEO, but you know, my website was not where it is today. You know, my focus as far as creating content is not where it was and where I am today. So, the timing for me is right in my business where I am and preparing for that long term strategy. Mm-hmm. So, I'm wondering if anyone's watching today if they're trying to figure out. Should I be doing it now? Should I be waiting? Where should I be? Or what makes the timing right or optimal for a vegan business to implement an SEO strategy?
1: Um, I think the timing is when you have a plan. So when you when you have decided internally as a business that in 12 months time, we need to be here, that's the kind of time to start thinking about your SEO strategies. That's when you when you need to work out, okay, well, if we want to be, uh, for example, at the moment, I'm working with a sustainable underwear brand uh, based in the U.S. Um, for uh, ladies' underwear. And they, in 18 months' time, if you type in sustainable underwear where the, that market is now starting to move, they want to be at the top. And they've got an 18-month plan. So for them, their website's only two or three months old. It's always, if you can afford it, SEO should start on your website The day your website's made, if you can afford it, and that's just because Google needs time to learn who you are. It needs time to give you age. It needs time to trust you before you can start hitting page one for high ticket keywords. So the the best time to start is when you start the when your website's created, and if you have the budget. Uh, After that, it would be if you don't have the budget when you start. It's kind of once you've made your plan, once you have your internal plan that okay in in we need to be number one for a vegan business consultant for example then then it's kind of okay now speaking to someone like myself and working out how do we reverse engineer that plan what do we need to do over the next six to 12 months to get to a point where in 12 months we are on page one or we are number one for for um business consultants now um some people will leave it really late and and end up falling in the trap of Hiring an agency that kind of promises like 90 day results and stuff. Just avoid it. Just don't, don't ever think short term with SEO. Always think long term. Always think six or 12 months. And the reason being is because of the way Google works, it, it, Google itself takes like 16 weeks, which is about four months to even start seeing some of the work that you're doing. So the best time, the minute you set up your website, if you have the money, the next best option is when you know where you ideally want to be in six or 12 months when you know what exactly your ideal customer is searching for. And a lot of vegan businesses and what I found is we think that because we're vegan, we're going to make it to the top because vegans are trend, vegans in fashion, everyone wants the, the vegan products, But actually, that's not how the internet works. That's not how the web, the search engines work. It's more working out what it is that your customer is searching for and then putting in a strategy and a plan around that. So yeah, it's 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 a mix between can we afford it today, right now when we start, or can we work out what we need to be the best for, and then make a plan to reverse engineer that, and then park that investment over time. So, yeah, it's it's that is a tricky question. Um, yeah, I'm I myself when I first started it, when I, my first business, I waited about 16, 17 months before I really started getting into the SEO stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I wish I started earlier. Um, so, yeah,
0: <laughs> I can understand that. And I think that's the challenge with a lot of businesses is we're always trying to figure out where's the priority, where does the budget go? Yeah. Um, and then also, you know, I'm always a big advocate for what, you know, when you're trying to do something that is a big move, that is a big long-term strategy is also making sure you have the time to focus on it. Um, because even if you bring in an expert like yourself, I think sometimes people think that they shouldn't be involved in the process. Like, oh, okay, I'll just, you know, pick up this and put it on your desk and you're going to handle it, take care of it and figure it all out. And I think it's so important as a business owner, as a leader to always, you know, kind of be staying connected with the strategy to stay connected so that even when you bring in an expert they know that hey I'm doing you're doing this in your business or you've you know pivoted to this or changed or why would why some keywords that maybe we picked initially, do they need to change? Do we need to mm-hmm. augment them? Because the strategy does ebb and flow over 12 months and 18 yeah. months and, and making sure that that connection still exists. So I just say that because I, I find a lot of times people think, I'll just, I'll just hand it off to you. Here's my little suitcase. <laughs> I'm giving it to you. You go solve it. And I think it's so important that we all kind of stay in touch. But we had a couple of people jump in. Heather said hello. Um giving you know some that. love as a favorite um guru, and then um Sandra dropped by as well Sandra, it's great uh, to see Andra. you as well, saying that every business that wants to play the long term game should play pay attention to s e o um a yeah. question came up from Heather, and Heather was just asking about you know how social media can help your website s e o is there any linkage or anything that you know these maybe two channels can complement each other
1: so the, yes and no uh the no well let me do the yes first the yes depending on your niche depending on who you are so for example um uh who do we have a doctor or a plastic surgeon or or somebody who yeah somebody in that space where okay where you have a website all about plastic surgery or all about your medicinal experience and whatnot mm-hmm. there is a part of seo where google is now moving towards where Google's looking for more evidence than just your website to trust you as the expert. So with like a, um alternative medicine doctor that I know, of, or a plastic surgeon that we have, um, what Google's looking for is, okay, you have a great website. Okay, you talk a great game on your website, which is your space. But are you a real person? Do you have anything outside of your website? to support that you are a great plastic surgeon, for example. So that's where Google's now looking for links within social media where you might have posted something a year ago and people have commented or people have said, mm-hmm. hey, you're oh, a great guy or hey, wait. So it's not, it's not directly linked to the Google algorithm, but there are there is evidence to suggest that Google's moving towards it. We've seen it on a few test sites where... Uh-huh the sites that have that supporting social strategy are doing better than those that don't have it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called an EAT strategy. I mean, it's, it's take me ages ago, so I'm not going to go into that, but it's, it's, it, it is around showing that you're an authority. Now in, in Heather's case, she, she's a consultant in a particular niche. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not medical related so Google, not going to be like, Oh, you're great on social media. So you're going to rank better. Um, whereas, I mean, Sandra's a content doctor, but if she was a, if she was if she was a doctor, like a a medical doctor, then maybe, then maybe there would be social media back, backing for that. But, um, yeah, it, it helped. The no is because, like, let's say you have a great social media presence. Let's say you, everyone's, you're posting all the time and I now go to Google and search for Stephanie Red Cross and your website doesn't come up. I now have Mm -hmm. lost faith in you because. I don't see you where I'm going to find you. Mm-hmm. So there is that. Like, like you've got to be careful. You don't want to have a great social media presence or even, um, even like, uh, billboards or PR. Like you don't want to be in great magazines. But then if I go to Google, or if the customer goes to Google where they're going to go, then the next place they're going to go and you don't yes. turn up, then you, then you run the risk of then losing that person forever. Um, so one of the first things that we did with my own site is, we just put power into my name. Like, so if you type my name into Google, um, as of about six, seven months ago is when we first started, because I realized that actually people aren't searching for your vegan market, so People aren't looking for vegan SEO, but as my name gets more popular, they're going to be looking for my name. So I need to be doing some work on my name, for example. So there is, yes, depending on your niche and there mm-hmm. is a risk. Um, uh, if you, if you are talking a big game on social and people can't find you on Google, then, you're losing people basically. So you've just got to be careful. Um but yeah, and I mean Heather's case is, is very specific. She I, I know her really well and I know her industry. So for her, like uh, even for yourself, like vegan business consultant or, or or vegan business coach, for example, those are the kind of things that people are searching for. They're yes. not looking for they're not looking for your brand name, so to speak. And that's where SEO really comes into play, because that's where my strategy comes in. And and going back to the point you said earlier, um, people who come to me and say, hey, here's my money and here's my keywords and off you go for six months, I actually don't take them on as people. Like, I just don't want to work with them purely because what I'm doing with SEO and off-page SEO is only 85% of what Google wants. 15% is what's happening on-page and I don't pay or I don't charge. I consult on that and I help you with that for free as part of the plan. Mm-hmm. but the business owner needs to do it because they're the expert yes now you can hire me to write a blog about vegan shoes but I'm not the expert in vegan shoes you are yes. the expert so I have like red flags when I have people that are like here's the money just go do what you got to do because it's not gonna I, I mean it's just not gonna work there's no point in me taking money for three or four months because what's being done um yes. and then every couple of weeks of oh, to weeks well every couple of months. I will say, hey, here's a, here's a bunch of words that people are looking for. Can we put some content out for these? Because Google trusts you for it, maybe on page four or five. Let's get something dedicated for it. We might get to page one without you having to even expand your budget or fund it or pay me more. It's just I see these signals and I want the business owners to be aware of these signals and exploit those signals and capitalize on those. Like Don't just sit back and expect someone else to run your business because that's not what we do we will we will help you um and I mean it's a bit like
0: and that makes sense yeah Yeah, I think that makes sense I mean I think the key is everything's supposed to be a little bit of a handshake everything's really supposed to be um, that, you know, process where even when you were talking about SEO and talking about social media, the idea is that these are all supposed to start to complement each other. So they start to build on top of each other like building yeah. blocks. Yeah. And we just get higher and higher, further and further or you know, up to page one, um, because all of these things are starting to work together. And I really like the point that you made about, you know, when you're working with someone, you may say, let's put some content for these words because I'm seeing some signals. Um, and I think when anyone is thinking about SEO, or even thinking about marketing, you want to make sure that your marketing process is iterative. It's Mm. really built on a kind of approach that allows you to kind of make tweaks and changes along the way based on the results, based on Mm. the feedback and so forth. And that makes a really strong and dynamic marketing process instead of thinking that, you know, our marketing can all be on this like autopilot lane. But one thing came up, and I have a ton of questions because as I'm hearing you, things are popping up in my head. So I hope you don't mind if I run through them. One thing that you said that was interesting is about SEO approaches. I think for many of us, we struggle with, should I be doing SEO for my brand? Should I be doing SEO, like you said, how the internet really works based on how people search? (laughs) Should I be doing SEO for my name? How do you walk people through the process of sorting out those decisions on where they should focus and helping them understand that this one is the right option because it has the best return on investment
1: okay so there's there's a few ways to go about that so sometimes we'll have someone who is like i just want to be number one for this phrase and that's it and that's fine because that's what they want to be when somebody is a bit unsure and it's kind of like hey what do you want me to rank for and i'm like well i don't i'm not you so i don't know what people are looking for but we would, we would run reports and analyses on your competitors. So I would say, well, uh, if you sell vegan shoes, who are your three dream competitors who you would like to be as big as or like to be known for? Um, or like, yeah, like to be known with. Um, and we'd run reports on their websites and we start to see where they are ranking for. So they might be ranking for something. They might be number one for where to buy vegan shoes, let's say, right? Mm -hmm. So now, as a a website owner in the same niche, you might say, "Ah, that's a good phrase. I want to rank for that phrase. So the first thing we do, we look at competitors. Where are your competitors ranking? Is there anything in those files that kind of gets you interested? That's one way. The next way is if you have existing Google data, so if you've been on Google for a while and there is data already there, I'd run reports on what you... Uh, currently rank for so let's okay. say you're on page three for where to buy vegan shoes and and you want to get to page one so we pick that as a phrase so um so that's the they're, they're the two kind of, kind of data driven strategies and then the okay. third and the third is just understanding as a business owner what is your dream customer going to look for on google because they're not going to look for um they're not going to look for stephanie red cross they're going to look for a vegan business coach or they're going to look for A life coach, not even vegan. They might just say life coach or business coach or marketing coach or whatever it is. So Mm -hmm. we take a combination of all three and we come up with a list. And that list could be eight, 10, 15, 20, 50 words. We get that list. We then run data reports on that to see, well, vegan business coach has like one search a month, whereas vegan marketing coach has like 400 searches a month. So we go, well, well, let's go for the one with 400, but not neglect the one that's got one search just yes. not put it, just not actively fund it, just not actively have a strategy working towards that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the, that's the main three ways so that it'll be data driven from competitors, from your data, and then just business owners. And a lot of times, and I find, I, I found in, 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 the vegan space, we, because we're such a new market, because we're so n- very fresh in the business world as a, as a, um, niche, so to speak.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we often don't really know what people are looking for. We don't know what our ideal customers looking for. So that's where the data then helps us to kind of give us that focus. Um, so yeah, yeah, we'd, we'd always look at data. We, we wouldn't, we wouldn't just pick things out of, out of the air. We'd, we'd look at data, we'd see, well, um, okay, my competitor's ranking for this. I really want to rank for that. Um, my competitor is above me for this. I really want to go above them for that. So that's kind of how we would, how we would choose those keywords and then. And then, as you know, you'd, you'd be emailing me at 4 o'clock in the morning and asking me for my thoughts on certain absolutely. words. <laughs> and,
0: absolutely. And I
1: might not reply at 5 past 4, but I might reply later in the afternoon.
0: <laughs> yeah, give me, give me a little bit of time to sleep. I don't
1: mind. Um,
0: but absolutely, no, but that, that makes sense because I think it's so important to use the data. It's so important to understand what is happening in the market. And even like you said, what have you been ranking for before if you've been um, in business for a while? So helping people understand that this is something where we're putting all the pieces kind of in front of you and then building a strategy from it. Now, I want to talk a little bit about SEO because, you know, SEO hasn't always had a great reputation. You know, there's been the the black hats SEO and the white hat SEO and especially when I first started out, years it feels like years and years ago, and I was going to like internet marketing meetups. We always had a lot of discussion about that and how like this strategy was okay, but it's really white hat. And this strategy is okay, but you know, it it's kind of gray. <laughs> it's starting to lean that other direction. So, I yeah. wonder if we want to just talk about some of the you know, things that we should be avoiding, some of the dangers that people can run into if they're starting to go down this path that could be detrimental with long-term um, issues versus kind of that white hat or versus that maybe approach that that um, that you're using.
1: Um, okay. The risks of SEO. <laughs> um So it didn't used to have a good reputation. It still doesn't have a good reputation. I mean, it's just, it's just the way, I mean, it's, it's one of those things which is very, um, emotionally driven. So if you go on a website and it says, well, we're going to get you to page one in 90 days. Most times you're going to think, okay, I'm, I want to be at number one in 90 days, for example. So first red, red, red flag, um, any promises? Anyone who makes a promise that they will get a particular phrase, unless it's some random phrase, which is like really easy, and, and they're, they're using data to, to decide it. Like, for example, some agencies will check your data, and you might already be page one for vegan business coach, and they'll say, hey, we can guarantee you to get to page one vegan business. But you don't you don't know you're already page one. So, yeah. So guarantees, big red flag. And the reason why is because no agency, no SEO specialist, Controls Google. Google controls Google. So we can't guarantee that you will be at page one in a certain time frame. We can guarantee that we will do everything we need to do to help us get there. Mm-hmm. We, will, we will have trackers in place tracking everything that's going on in terms of your rankings. But if someone's guaranteeing you something, they're, they're either cheating the system or it's just a lie. Um, so, so the risks are... I'm, uh, I, I like to talk about it from from a vegan perspective, and that is kind of where my whole business model came about. And Okay. Um, I mean, I've been vegan over three years now and been doing marketing for, for over 10, and, and it's kind of only in the last couple of years I've realized that, hold on, hold on a second, there are vegan businesses out there that are using agencies that actually understand nothing about the vegan space. So the risks for a vegan business to use an agency that's not specializing or not built for a vegan business um, are, one, the signals and the links that they create to your vegan business are not going to be in your niche. They're, They're not going to be... Powerful enough, they're not going to be uh, relevant enough for Google to think. Okay, you guys are good at vegan shoes. You might be good at shoes, but so is a million other websites. But what are you getting? What are you getting? And what are you telling Google to suggest that you're good at vegan shoes? And that's where our network. I mean, in the vegan space, we're over 300 websites now, which we use to create links and signals. So one risk for vegan businesses is that the agency is just not built to power up a vegan business. The other risk in terms of for vegan businesses are, and this is kind of the worst is just, they just, they just think it's like any other website and they just think they're going to do the same as they do for every other website and you're going to rank well and they're going to tie you into one or two year contracts and, and you're not going to get much for it again, because they don't understand the vegan consumer. Like I'm the person who you will find in the supermarket aisles, like reading the ingredients. Like I'm there reading every single thing to make sure that it's clean. So, I understand how the vegan consumer looks as well mm-hmm. um, so from a vegan perspective, those are the risks like like just working with agencies who just don't understand that space who don't understand that consumer who don't understand what the person's looking for but beyond that, and more risky is not understanding what Google's looking for when it comes to a vegan website um, and then you mentioned like black black hat and gray hat and stuff, and that that stuff is still so so common and it's it is all comes down to agencies or or SEO people that are promising certain numbers of links. So they might say, hey, we're going to get you 300 links or 5,000 links or 6,000 or whatever it is. Again, that's a red flag because Google now, as of the last couple of years, no longer cares too much about the numbers. I mean, the numbers matter, but it's the quality of those links that matter more than the quantity of them. So grey hat is kind of where you've had SEO done and we can see what they've done and it's just poor. Um, black hat is where they've done stuff and they've covered it up. So we can't even see what's been done. Um, and that's, that's the ultimate, the, the most dangerous. And then white hat is just, is just clean stuff. It's just stuff where people are doing good stuff, um, uh, making nice links. Um, everyone says they do white hat. I mean, even the, the non white hat agencies say they do white hat, but yeah. it's, 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 it's the cleanest. And then, and then we, We've taken it a little bit further. So we're about the reason why our stuff is a little bit slower is because we say we're about 10 to 20% cleaner than white hat. And that's because mm-hmm. that's because Google's updating every year, sometimes twice a year. We don't want in five years time clients from 10 years ago to then be caught out or well, not caught out, but just, just drop the rankings because of something we did 10 years ago. So mm-hmm. we try and be a little bit more organic and a little bit more cleaner than a typical white hat strategy and that's just because Google doesn't like SEO simple as like it pref- it wants you to pay for out of data uh sorry yeah traffic.
0: I was wondering about that yeah
1: it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't want you to get free traffic it doesn't want to reveal that you can have 5000 people a month organically when it would prefer for you to pay for 5000 people a month so you've just got to be um you've got to be careful with the kind of language that you're hearing from the agencies that you have and if it is all around like we promise you this or we will get you this and we will get you that. Um, the other red flag, and I'll quickly finish up on that, is how are they reporting to you? Like what kind of reports are you getting um, at the end of the month or the day or the week or whatever? So we have a live tracker where you track everything every 24 hours. Um, and then I teach people how to use Google Search Console. I found a lot of agencies and specialists not spending time with their clients on Google Search Console, which is a huge part of SEO. It's a huge part of the data that we use. Um, I've written a blog about it, about it's like, it's like the secret that, that agencies keep because they either they don't know or they don't want to tell because they use that to their advantage. So I tell, I tell people everything. I just say, this is everything that you need to know. This is where you're going to be using stuff. I'm doing what I need to do behind. This is what you got to do in front so that we can both work in tandem. So yeah, yeah, there, there is, there is risks, uh, and, and the risks range, I mean, anywhere from a penalty. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I do penalty recovery, so I have people who are getting penalties, and then they come to us because their other agency did something dodgy. Um, um, and the penalties can be anything from a banned website. So your website is banned from Google, Finish, You can't be on there again under that domain um, and under any other domains on the IP address um, to a light penalty, which is like a, a minus 10. So Google will say, well, You can never go into page one, basically. You can come into page two, you can't go to page one. So, yeah, just just, got to be careful. It's it's just one of those things where um, try not to let your emotions uh, charge that decision that you're going to make. Because the the horrible marketers know how to play on those emotions. And that's kind of where I try to come in and and, and save the vegans. (laughs) (laughs)
0: And I love that because I think for a lot of us, it's really sometimes we think the speed that we need. And a lot of times I argue that it's the patience that Mm. we really need Uh, to be able to grow our businesses. Um, And honestly, that was one of the things that got me really excited about us considering doing SEO is when you were like, oh, no, it's going to take months. Oh, it's going to take a long time. oh, no, we can't really, you know, there's no, we can't guarantee it. I was like, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. Yeah, that's exactly what I understand about it. And to me, it was great and refreshing, because the idea is, um, like you said, Google is Google, Google makes the the final calls, all we can do, and really, it's all we can do from all of our marketing is put our best foot forward. Yeah. Um, And then from there, you know, either Someone like Google makes a decision, or in other cases, our clients and customers or prospects make those decisions. And I think we have to really start to think about our marketing that way and not just be always looking for that lightning fast solution. So I've kept you here for a little bit over 30 minutes. So I don't want to keep you too much longer, but I want to make sure a couple of things. If people are thinking about SEO, if they think they're ready, or, you know, even you have a person like me, like we talked earlier. And I had to save up my pennies so I could get to the point of starting to do SEO. How should they get in touch with you? What's the best way to reach out to you so they can determine maybe what their next steps may be about SEO?
1: Um, any, I mean, LinkedIn, you can message me on LinkedIn. Um, absolutely fine. You can connect with me. You can send me an email. Uh, you can go to my website and, and grab yourself a free review if you if you want to put in your details there. Um, but yeah, email is always the easiest, and then and then LinkedIn. I mean, Heather's always messaging me on LinkedIn. Sandra will sometimes drop me a message on LinkedIn, so that that's fine as well. Um, yeah, LinkedIn or email, uh, and then okay. and then we can set up calls. And I don't charge for calls, consultations, reports, and all that stuff. Um, so so we can set all of those things up, and then and then uh, take it from there
0: perfect and then as we wrap up i always love to hear you know what has inspired you especially in the last year we talk a lot in the series we talk about pivoting we talk about the things that businesses have learned and how we've all tried to ebb and flow not just because of everything that's going on in the world but just because running a business itself just has a cycle. It just has a kind of natural life to it. So I don't know if you have any kind of words of wisdom of anything that you learned or anything that's been a growth point for you over this last year as you've been building, as you've been growing, and as you've been helping and servicing our vegan um, business community.
1: I think um, the biggest thing I've learned this year is the importance of patience. Um, and really, especially with everything that's going on, and the news is always changing and, and, and as a community, people are trying to be as patient as possible. But also within the business world, I mean, I've seen vegan businesses who are knocking non-vegan businesses off page one. Like we have we have somebody in the beauty space who is number one and outranked Sephora who are not a vegan business. So it's like my inspiration comes when I see small vegan businesses or large vegan businesses really making it to a position where they believed and felt that they couldn't ever get to. Um, and that comes with patience. It just, uh, it just takes time. Like The strategy and, and, and everything you do in life, your decisions will always make sense in the end and will always work out. You've just got to give it time. Um, and, and I think before the whole COVID thing, I think we all weren't wrapped up in this whole like, results now 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 or, or just life should happen now 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 it's just the rat race it's, it's getting out quickly getting to place quickly. whereas now it's kind of i mean i don't even know if i can fly for another two weeks and i have to just sit here and wait and sit here pa- patiently so for me it's all been about patience and, and i've tried to bring that into my business life and, and, and my client's life as well just making them realize that things are improving everything happens for a reason why we're doing what we're doing is happening for a reason um And the animals have waited hundreds of years for us to turn up and save them. So if they can be patient, we can be patient.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. I I agree with you. Patience has definitely been a key word. um, And the key word from a standpoint of, like you said, letting the strategies that we put in place really grow, really mm. like, you know, go through that kind of process of sprouting and then growing up and, you know, and, and all of that, it definitely does take some time. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you again for joining me today. Thank you for taking the time to kind of break down SEO, give us a little bit of insight on how we should approach it. And also thank you for being just a resource to our community. Um, I think you know, it's just, SEO is one of those things where it's like, yeah, how should I do it? What should I do? And being able to have someone like yourself in our community that people can talk to, people can get comfortable with, get to know. Um, and I do enjoy those long emails from you because I'm like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's what I was thinking. Um, so I, I really am very happy and really um, excited about your contribution and I'm excited about us working together too. So uh, thank you absolutely. for everything.
1: No, thank you. Whether, if there were any questions, I have a few minutes. Otherwise yeah, we can wrap up on this. Do you have no, any questions? I think,
0: no? okay. I think we're good. We don't have any other questions for today. But you okay. know, sometimes they trickle in after the interview because I know some folks are busy exactly at this moment. So maybe I'll just make a quick comment to make sure everyone knows that if you do have questions, if something pops up, and you watch this as a replay, just post it in the comments. I'll make yeah. sure I vote on that question so that way we'll make sure that you're taken care of. Um, But once again, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you everyone else who joined us live and we will wrap up today's interview. Um, But I'm really excited that we had some time to share with everyone. So thanks for joining and thanks everyone who's been here.
1: Thanks, Stephanie. Thanks. Bye-bye.
0: Bye, everyone.